Thank you, worship team. Good morning, church. Glad that you are with us. If you are visiting Arise Church, we're glad to have you on board today. We value our children here, and our children's ministry is called Kid Connect, age two through fifth grade. So if you have youngsters that would like to participate in our children's ministry, you can head that way right now, and we're heading right out that door, two through fifth grade. <laughs> Not going home yet, sorry. <laughs> Papa hasn't started yet. <laughs> well, good to see you, good to see you. Uh, how many of you got a little quiz when you came in? If you did, would you hold it up? Okay, most of you. If you did not, uh, let's see, where are those things? Brenda's got them right there, so kind of keep your hand up, and we want you to participate today. So, as we think about where we are headed today, this is the final installment of our series uh, we have called Lies We Believe. Uh, This is it uh, for this particular series. We started our journey way back in April, and over the weeks, we've learned some important truths And I trust that this has meant something to you in your walk with Jesus as we combat the lies that are all around us and we rest in the truth of who Jesus is. So uh, we want to review and we want to apply. I'm going to handle the review part. You're going to handle the application part. So let's get started with the review. We will use this quiz as a review. So I'm going to give you just a minute to get ahead of me. Then I'm going to start and you just kind of try to stay one question ahead, okay? All right. Everybody kind of take a peek there at where we're going, and this is kind of a summary of the last weeks of study, well, since the last week of April when we began the series, Lies We Believe. Okay, I'll give you just a second there to start on your matching. I was quite generous, I have to admit, because generally I put like five more answers than are necessary but you can match them even up, so that is a piece of cake, right? All right, matching. Pretty, pretty easy, I think. Okay, you ready? Rachel, you ready? Okay, let's get started then. All right, you can fill them in as we go. Matching, Uh, let's start. Uh, Truth is a what? Which is number? Okay, how many of you are at 100% so far? You guys are good, you guys are good. Okay, truth is a person, very foundational to what we've been studying. Jesus said, I am the way, the... Truth and the life. Truth is a person. Truth is a person. Truth then is not relative or situational. It is not cultural. It is not generational. Truth is not handed down by the Supreme Court, nor is it legislated by the Congress. Truth is a person. His name is Jesus. 
Jesus. He is a person. So when we engage truth, we engage a person. So basic, so foundational, right? Okay, so truth is a person. His name is Jesus. B, the cure for self-deception is self-what? Examination number five. Number five. A couple of verses for you. Let us examine our ways and test them. Let us return to the Lord. Jeremiah wrote in Lamentations. Paul added this. If anyone thinks he's important when he really is not, he is only deceiving himself. He is self-deceived. Each person should examine his actions and not compare himself with others. Hmm. Okay. And so uh, as we think about this, uh, we are all self-deceived. The Bible says, in fact, Jeremiah would write, the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately sick. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind to give to each person according to his deeds. We are all self-deceived. So the cure for self-deception comes through self-examination. And we'll unpackage that in just a moment. All right? Uh, the, the blank of all lies is Satan. Origin of all lies is Satan. Correct. Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders of his day, and here's what he said. Your father, the devil, has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar, and he is the father of lies. So ultimately, all deception has its beginning with Satan. It's not like he doesn't like the truth. He hates the truth. Truth is a person so who does he hate satan hates jesus if you follow jesus who does satan hate you you and we talked about the great cosmic confrontation a spiritual battle that's happening in our lives inside of us and all around us in our culture as well so we continue on The intent of truth is blank in life. Freedom. Very good. In that same passage of scripture, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will what? Set you free. And so truth, being a person, comes into our lives and the intent of truth, the intent of Jesus is always freedom and life. Now, we contrast that then. The intent of a lie is to control and destroy us. Destroy us. So, uh, we see this uh, rather clearly. You've got God, his son Jesus, the Holy Spirit representing truth. You've got Satan, the origin of lies and lying, right? And they're going against each other. This is happening inside of us as we have studied. It's happening all around us. They have very different outcomes. The intent of truth is freedom and life. Not just any life, the abundant life that Jesus talked about. The intent, however, of a lie used by the evil one is to destroy. Jesus said the thief comes and he comes to kill, steal, 
and destroy. So we have an enemy. If we decide to follow Jesus, we have an enemy. It's not like he doesn't like us. He hates us and he wants to destroy us. He wants to destroy you, your family, your reputation, your thought life, everything about you. He wants to take you out. Serious? Yeah. Fearful? No. Why? Because greater is he that is in than he that is in Jesus beat Satan? You got it. You got it. Now, the impact truth has on me is directly connected to my blank to him. My obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, remain in me is what he has told us. It's far more than knowing the truth. The devil knows the truth. The devil believes in Jesus. It is far more than knowing the truth. It is living the truth. It is obeying the truth. It is resting in the truth. It's following the truth. Truth is a person, right? And so it's much more than knowing the story of Jesus or praying a prayer and asking Jesus into your heart. Again, I say, where's that in the Bible? We certainly need to embrace Jesus. But if we're boiling it down to a formula of knowing a story about Jesus and praying a prayer, we're missing the point. Truth must be lived out, acted on. Otherwise, it's a lie. Okay? All right. How many of you aced the matching? How many of you got one of the matching right at least? Oh, good. Okay, so we're, we're still intact here. Let's go to true or false. True or false. I can often determine the truth about a person or a situation by simply looking at the circumstances. Yeah, you say false, but why do you do it then? Yeah, see, it's easy to answer it up here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's a false statement. Then why do you do it? Why are you believing a lie about what's happening based on your circumstances? We say, well, that's not, I know that's false. Then why do we do it? Truth isn't always what it appears to be in the moment. And from there, we use the example found in Mark chapter 4. And here we find the disciples, and they're in a really, really tough situation on the Sea of Galilee. Their boat's about to be swamped. Where is Jesus in the story? He's sleeping, right? So if we were to ask the disciples in this moment, what's the truth, guys? We're going to die. We're going to drown. The storm is too much. Can't handle it. It's out of control. This is the truth of the moment. Where was truth? Truth was asleep in the stern, the back of the boat. Truth wakes up. What does truth do? What does he say? Peace, be still. What happened? The storm stopped. If the disciples would have continued believing based on their circumstances what the truth was, they would have been in really, really hard place. 
But instead, truth, the person of Jesus, spoke into the circumstances, and it wasn't what it appeared to be at all. And I don't know what you're facing right now in your life, but I guarantee you, truth wants to speak into that because the tendency is to believe a lie. Don't believe the lie. Truth is a person, okay? All right. B, God is really harsh when it comes to lies and lying. That is true. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Right there on the list, a lying tongue. God hates lies. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to do stuff God hates. That doesn't usually go so well for me when I do stuff God hates, right? So he hates a lying tongue. In fact, the ultimate is like, ooh, the end of the book, Revelation 21. Cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars. Their fate is the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So we have liars put right in there with murderers and witches. Hmm, kind of interesting. God takes lying really seriously, and he knows how easily we are deceived. And he's saying... The truth is here. Turn to the truth. Embrace the truth. Be set free. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. God has given us weapons to fight against self-deception and lies. That is true. Uh, what is the number one weapon? The word of God. Hebrews 4.12. Who can quote that? Not that one. That's an NLT. That I didn't memorize. But we can go to NLT. That's okay. The word of God is... Living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Yeah, I memorized a little differently. But the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Ow! The word of God then becomes a mirror for me. And if I am deceived, which I tend to be quite easily at times in my life, I have to look into the word of God. There is truth revealed. Thy word is truth. Right? When I look into the truth, my self-deception comes to light. And the lies that I'm believing comes to light. And then I'm seeing things from God's perspective because truth is a person. If I want to know the truth and be set free by the truth, I have to embrace the word of God, which is the truth. Right? Make sense to you? So if we're not picking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, we are missing out on opportunities to know and live the truth. Make sense to you? And I'm not going to guilt you and badger you into picking up your Bible or scripture and, and diving into it and embracing it and chewing on it and meditating on it. That's between you and God. And I'm not going to guilt you. You don't want to pick it up except next Sunday when you hear a sermon? That's your call. But I'm saying we're missing some fantastic opportunities to know the truth and to live our lives differently. Take it. Grab it. It's right there. It's waiting. It's calling us, right? All right. Uh, D, we are continually being shaped into either the culture around us or into the image of Jesus. Sam, what's the right answer? It's false. Okay, if you're here for Sam's message, all these are based on, we boiled each message down into one point, and here's the point Sam made out of 1 Timothy 4.16. Uh, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, watch, examine, 
your life and doctrine closely. And from that, we unpackage that this idea that there is this battle going on. It's not between our culture and Jesus. It's between Satan and Jesus. It's between the truth and it's between lies. And so Sam uh, led us down that uh, study and uh, I would go to uh, one of my favorite theologians from the 1960s. His name is Bob Dylan. Have you ever heard of Bob Dylan? Right? Yeah, Bob Dylan, right? Incredible th- theology. Uh, when he went through his Christian phase, and he has gone through several phases uh, in his life, uh, he wrote a song, and it goes like, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. So the contrast is between good and evil, between God and Satan. Our culture is not the enemy. We're not being conformed to the culture. We're being either conformed in the father of lies or the source of truth. And that comes with a choice. So I knew that blew up your perfect store. <laughs> Nobody's got 100 now. <laughs> well, maybe you do. Maybe Sam does. Yeah, he cheats. All right. All right, multiple choice. Uh, which of the following are lies we believe? If I could just blank, my life would be amazing. If I had more time, I would finally do. If I just say or do blank, then that person will change. Number four, if I say or do blank, people will think I'm weird or stupid. Five is all the above. Right, right answer? How many of you think five is the right answer? You're right, at least from my perspective. Okay. Uh, B. As a Jesus follower, which of the following is true about God and me? I'm accepted by him. I've been chosen and adopted as a child. I'm complete in Christ. Praise God. God will help those who help themselves, all the above, or six, one, two, and three above. Six is the right answer. Because God helps those who help himself. Is not only not in the Bible, it's an unbiblical kind of thinking. We can't do anything. We can't help ourselves in any way. It's all about him. It's all about surrendering to him, right? Okay, good. That's our review.